On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Kick inside forward 50, standing in the hole, Seymour. Oh. The ball gets kicked towards goal, might have gone through from Minivini. Just went off the ground. It went over everyone's head and bounced through for a goal. First goal on the board to North Adelaide. So Heard has got Kennelly all by himself at half forward. Takes the mark on the chest. Now weighs up his options and kicks a horrible grubber. Panos. Inside 50. Panos picked it up and does Panos things. Matty Panos kicks the goal for North. They're first. Young. He's going to thump the ball inside oh, 50. It's going all the way. It's going to roll through. From 65 metres, Aaron Young. Inside 50, it's a race. First one there's going to be Finlay. He's under pressure from Jarvis. Still putting the pressure on Jarvis. Did pretty well. Ends up with the footy. Hamble back to Hamilton this way, that way. Declan Hamilton around the corner. It's kicked an unbelievable goal. Finds Jack Hurd. We now Hamble's forward to Josh Richards. Inside 50, Richards goes. Comes out the back. Connor McLean runs onto the footy. Goes out the ground to the outside of the boot. He's kicked the goal. Opportunist goal for Connor McLean. And the gap is back to two points. So Hilda gone into the ruck, won that tap. Will Coombe had an airy. Quick hands out to Josh Richards. Excellent smother from Harrison Wig. But it falls to Carroll. Mitch Carroll around the corner, kicks the goal. No one hit the front for the first time today. It's cost him a couple of times. Oh, here we go. Right. Kick to Young out the back. Lockie Wilson to run into an open goal. And put the Roosters back in front. Andrew Moore. From 15 metres out, straight in front, kicks the goal! North Adelaide out by a couple. Against Boyd, he ends up with the footy, handled it to space. Oh, Quick little give to Young. Oh, Young goes around the corner and kicks the goal! The McGarry Mellis has a say in the grand final! Sermon, his handball was smothered. Spina off the ground, that's dangerous. Richards, very well done, Josh yes. Richards! How about that for the goal of the day? Show composure. Picked it up clean, kicked the goal. Nord is still in it. The throw in. Harvey and Boyd. Oh. Boyd got the tap. Panos! Oh, He's kicked yeah. the goal! Manny Panos! <laughs> has put Nord in front! You are kidding me. Matthew Panos, you are a star! You are kidding me. They just fought tooth and nail to hold it up, and that's. Those are the sort of efforts that are going to win you. That's going to win you a grand final. 29 and a half. There it is. There he goes. No the premiers. Wow. Wow. Wait. The Redlegs get home of the boot of Matt Panos. They've stolen it.
It is so good to be here. Jared Walsh on SENSA and welcome to the Sandful Show as we are preparing for a massive 2023, the eve of round one of the Sandful Host Plus League season. It all kicks off this weekend and we look forward to round six in the Sandful Women's Competition too. So many stories to dissect. Can Norwood go back-to-back? Could North Adelaide make amends for that heartbreaking loss in the grand final at Adelaide Oval last year? McGarry medalist Aaron Young, could he win his first ever premiership? It was the story of last year. Could the players making their way to new clubs get success that they are after? And could some of the teams that missed out in the finals last year crawl back into September and make an appearance at Adelaide Oval. What we're going to do over every episode, every week on SENSA, is chat to the key stakeholders, the people that make up the Sandful and the Sandful W. Today is no exception. A little bit later on, we'll be chatting to a key member of our West End State team, and that is Casey Voss. He'll talk everything about the Sturt Football Club, how pre-season was, also how he gets a bit of influence from his father, Michael. I know you don't want to talk about Michael Voss all the time, but we have to. He's a senior coach. He's a triple premiership captain. And how is he influencing his young son and his ambitions to play AFL football? Jade Rawlings, the reigning premiership coach at the Redlegs, will give us an idea of how their preseason has gone, some of the player turnover, and how he's basically turning Norwood into another Tasmanian side with his influence. And very soon, we will chat to the Sandville Head of Football Operations, Sean Tui, to discuss the season launch, which happened yesterday, the brand new streaming and gather round. What does this do for the Sandville and SA football? Plenty more ways for you to get involved. You can get involved in social media. You can send text. You can give us a call. We are talking everything Sandville on SENSA. It's great to be back. Let's get ready for a huge season. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. On SENSA, it is the Sandful Show heading into a massive round one in the Host Plus Sandful League. And uh, the man to tell us all about it is the Sandful Head of Football Operations, Sean Tui. Good afternoon to you, Sean. It's a brilliant weekend in South Australia where there's been a lot of anticipation and nerves between all of the teams, the coaches, and if the way that the uh, league finished at Adelaide Oval in the grand final last year is anything to go by, it's even going to get bigger this year. Yeah, g'day, Walsh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I think you just stole my thunder there with what I was going to say. Hopefully the <laughs> the tension and the and the tightness of the competition from, from the end of last year really flows on in around one and the early stages of twenty twenty three and we uh, if that happens we can really expect an exciting uh, sample host plus season. What was the season launch like yesterday? Um, I'm looking forward to chatting to uh, Jade Rawlings about that a little bit later on, but I'm sure it was uh, exciting for everyone involved too. Oh, it was massive, yeah. It was a, it was a real change to previous years. We had, uh, we're celebrating the launch of our Super Matches this year, which is an exciting new initiative that will be happening at sample venues, uh, one each round where there'll be a whole bunch of new activities, and that was on display for everyone to see at the launch yesterday. You know, we got to hear from, from some captains. Uh, the usual media rounds were done. There was a real buzz in the room. Uh, it was super exciting, and I think everyone's just pumped. So the season, it kicked off this Friday night at the parade and then, you know, with some further big matches over the weekend. 
when you talk about these super matches, so let's break these down a little bit. So is this a, a selected match every round where there's going to be um, a bit more fan engagement and fan interactions where we can have a look at the schedule and go, yep, yeah, we're going to this one? Yeah, you're spot on. Absolutely. We just we just thought uh, we partner with the clubs to really make it um, a focus, I suppose, one match per round. It'll be spread evenly across all the clubs across the season. Uh, but just to have a real focus on a quality game of football that we can also attract a bigger crowd to, put a bit more marketing investment into, and make the match day experience for everyone involved just that bit more elevated, I guess. So there'll be a whole bunch of activities for kids, for adults, families. There'll be guys getting around with West End backpacks on, handing out some beers. Uh, you'll be able to get a, a haircut from Attaboy, the barbers, who were also at the launch yesterday. So... It's just adding a point of difference and um, helping support the clubs to continue to grow the game and and continue to draw crowds right back to sample footy you know, post the COVID era. I've had a bit of time with the clubs in the off-season and it really seems that there is a big focus on fan engagement and you you have a look at the final series at Adelaide Oval. People are still turning up and, and going to support the Sandford, which is fantastic. But the clubs obviously want to do better too and really thank their fans to committing to their home and away games each weekend. So I'm sure that pleases you as a head of football operations to see the clubs really buying in and want to invest back into the fans that are the, re- the real custodians of the Sandful. 100%. We couldn't be any more proud of our clubs, the way they've, I guess, almost worked together throughout, um, you know, the, the COVID years and, and coming out the other end now to to continue to grow the game of football in South Australia, whilst also having a lens on their own interest, obviously, striving to win the Premiership, but, uh, you know, and, and then working with the sample as well and, and really embracing everything that uh, we've tried to, I suppose, implement to continue to grow the game and um, they they get to deliver it on match day and they do a fantastic job and I think you'll see a really elevation in that area in 2023. So everything's very exciting and pointing to a massive year ahead. Tell us about the streaming. We here at SEN are glad to be back on board at SENSA. So for the, the relationship that SEN has with the Sandful um, and also the opportunity to, to consume all the matches via stream, what does that mean for the audience? Yeah, that's expanded um, as, as has been announced recently. So obviously we've had our sample now product in, in the market for quite some time and, and that's a, a you know a pay for view type setup that all sample league matches now will be played uh, streamed on the AFL website and app, uh, which brings us into line with the other state leagues, you know, the VFL and the Waffle. So and it I suppose uh, broadens the exposure of the sample competition. You know, we, we like to tell everyone where the second second best competition in the nation so this is an opportunity to prove that and get everyone give everyone across the country an opportunity to see that but we still also have that sample now offering with with all our reserves under 18s under 16 sample women's league and, and development league on there as well as a lot of historical sort of content and um that's that's still there for the, the consumer as well so uh and then yeah our partnership continues with SEN. you know we, we're, we're covering more matches on SEN this year uh, Channel 7 also uh, a broadcast match each week. So um, there's never been uh, greater opportunity and exposure to, to access sample footy than there is now. 
There's always that risk of a, a lot of footballers once they've finished their AFL career choosing to play in other leagues outside the Sandful or, or look a little bit more regional. But I, it's pleasing for me to see so many former AFL players wanting to come back into the Sandful system too. You can see Jesse White making an appearance, Sam Mays is coming back, and th- these examples are through every club too. So that can only mean good things for the growth, but also experience amongst the squads. Oh, you're dead, you're dead right. The, the experience there are younger talent coming through, graduating, you know, through, through the Torrens University competitions, talent pathways, that maybe missed out on the draft. To be able to uh, play and train with players that have been in the AFL system, like those ones you mentioned, we've still got Bryce Gibbs uh, running around, Matt Broadbent at South Adelaide, uh, Charlie Parker comes back to Sturt. You know, they're, they're littered across every club. Even Norwood get a couple back from Hawthorne and Jackson Callow as well. Um, you know, they're littered across every club, and it just, I guess, makes that experience for the younger kids coming through that much greater, And but also shows how much it means to those uh, returning AFL players to come and play in a quality competition and, and still play at the highest level they can and strive for success. What opportunities are presented to Sandful with Gather Round coming? Every, basically, football league stops, so um, the AFL can be supported. But I know there's a really big education piece to a lot of the key stakeholders talking about grassroots South Australian football and the relationship Sandful has with the AFL. So do you see that whole weekend as a great way to showcase to the rest of the country how good local footy is here? Yes, we do. So I think... At last camp, there's about 63 touch points across the community over Gatherant for, for South Australians, and whether that be, you know, coach education sessions from AFL coaching groups at Sample Clubs when they're training there. It could be a club development day at Adelaide, Adelaide Oval on the Saturday of Gatherant. It could be clinics with um, at all the various sample venues. Uh, the, the trophy, premiership trophy tours across SA right now with the AFL men's, women's and sample men's and women's premiership cups all travelling together and visiting schools and communities, um, you know, captain's runs at sample venues, the list goes on, and that's before you even consider the AFL content on across the weekend. So uh, we're really proud of the work being done. There's a lot still to do. I've got about probably six meetings to jump into with sample clubs today just to, <laughs> to nail down the exact logistics of everything that's happening at our club venues and then also our under-16s and under 18 Talent competitions will be be the only competitions played in Adelaide across that weekend. Every AFL club is in town. College football hasn't started yet. There's an opportunity for recruiters to get out and see our best talent on display over that weekend. So it's all happening. It's another layer of of work for us that we're we're really embracing and um, trying to make the most of and hopefully really grow the game and participation in South Australia. And just before I let you go, Sandful W still thriving as well, thanks to Host Plus. Uh, another big round of football coming up where um, the, the top four is very tight, so the points are really important going to every team as we approach the, the back end of the season. Um, and what I also like is having a chat to a couple of the AFLW players. They have the opportunity to get back to their local sides for a little bit too. So that only continues to grow the Sandful W. Yeah, we're really proud of the product that continues continues to turn into every year you know the, the growth and improvement in the game is, is very noticeable it's a super even competition you know i think everyone would have had north adelaide on the back of their premiership success last year you know probably dominating this year but uh, whilst they've had their moments it hasn't been the case and, and glenelg and south are, are out there in front of the moment both four and one uh, the afl players aflw players coming back into the competition from port 
and the Crows has been fantastic, I think, for the competition. I'm really uh, pleased with how all clubs have, have managed that partnership. And then the feedback from our sample clubs has been that those AFLW players have really embraced the competition and those club environments, uh, you know, at a high level. So, um, yeah, we're, we're loving what's happening at the moment, half, about halfway through the season. And, uh, you know, super excited for what the second half of the season brings. And then all culminating, of course, on the, on the June long weekend when, uh, you know, we'll have a standalone Sample W Grand Final that'll also be broadcast on, on Channel 7 free to air. So yeah, it's a very exciting space and uh, we're very proud of the product. Uh, we love it, mate. We're so excited. Uh, the men's competition starts this weekend. And for those of you who wanted to check out the Sandful W Round 6 uh, this weekend, North Adelaide are taking on Centrals to start off the round. And uh, that's at Prospect Oval the same day. Um, the Eagles are playing Sturt. West Adelaide taking on the Red Leagues and South Adelaide taking on Glenelg. To wrap up the round, Head of Football Operations at Sandful, Sean Tui, thanks so much for your time. Congratulations and enjoy Round 1. Thank you, Walshie, and appreciate all your support as always. Always good to catch up with some of the big bosses of the Sandfall, and Sean Tui is no exception. We are building up to a huge round one. This has been the Sandfall Show on SENSA, and let's chat to the reigning premiers. The head coach of Norwood, Jade Rawlings, will do that next. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandfall Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Can you believe it? Round one of the 2023 Host Plus Sandful League is upon us and what an amazing conclusion it was to the year in 2022. It is a super season ahead and uh, the reigning premiers Norwood are looking forward to kickstarting their round one match on uh, the weekend against Woodville West Torrance. So the past couple of years premiers, the head coach of Norwood, Jade Rawlings, joins us. Twiggy, thanks for your time. How are you feeling leading into the match? Here we are again. Yeah, good day, Jared. I'm uh, feeling really good. Yeah, it's uh, excited like you are just talking about it at, at our season launch last Thursday and the SNFL season launch yesterday. And then, yeah, it just gets the juices flowing and, and you do get into a bit of a cycle through the pre-season of the work you've got to do to, to have yourself prepared and that you quickly gain perspective on what you should do it for. And, yeah, I, I can't wait for Friday night to come around and the, the journey of the season ahead. I wanted to briefly touch on the final series last year before we have a, a look at your preseason and then um, your 2023 with some player movement. But I, I continue talking about this. I've said this to you a few times. I was lucky enough to speak with you at Adelaide Oval in the final series where moving into your first final, you, you got to speak to the boys about just embracing the fact that they get to play on Adelaide Oval in a final series. And it seemed that that gratitude and that experience got you through a challenging first match and, and helped get you over the line at the end. Um, is this still a mantra of yours to just never take anything for granted? Uh, it really is, Jared. I've got some really good people I will get to work with and rub shoulders with at Norwood day to day. and uh, A lot of wise people, a lot of business owners, and a lot of really good footy people who are able to share some perspective every now and then. And it just keeps you... On message, and I remember speaking to you last year, that first final with how lucky we are in this competition to play Adelaide Oval, and probably wasn't as gracious about it after we got flogged by Crows in the first final. But uh, yeah, for four weeks in a row, we got to play them. They're one of the best fans in the country, so that's part of the real benefits of being part of this competition is the luxury we have that the competition can afford us that opportunity to play on such a ground. And yeah, to play it four weeks in a row in September, it's pretty fortunate as a club. 
I was standing in the race at Adelaide Oval at the eastern side during that grand final where North Adelaide were in front. And many things were going through my head at the time, thinking Aaron Young potentially is about to win his first ever senior premiership. Um, Jacob Surgeon would be really happy. And then Matt Panos just breaks the heart of all of the Roosters fans. When, when that happened, where were you in your mindset of the reality of football at that time? And was it uh, an unexpected moment for you where you could only reflect on it later on to just understand the importance of that kick and that goal? Yeah, well, yesterday at the season launch, I was standing next to Matt Richardson, Port Adelaide CEO, who's a really good person, and he, we saw the edit of Matt kicking the goal, and he said, oh, where were you like, mentally at that stage? And the amazing thing was, Jared, that I, my mind went straight to what do we need to do? And it's funny where you go under the heightened level of pressure, and you can't script it, but what we needed to do was where my mind went straight away. And then I've got to revel in watching that back numerous times throughout uh, the summer. And, yeah, it still gets me every time when I look at it. Uh, and more, more the journey part of it, Jared, it's a holistic amount of things that build up to being in that position with 50 seconds to go to win. And, yeah, there's a lot of stories that come out of it from both sides. And the thing that I feel is that we're very lucky to be part of history in this competition and people will never forget that grand final for what it was. And, the wholeness of the game rather than just that last uh, action from Matt. But, yeah, I appreciate bringing it up because it's really good to talk about that particular situation and just how we, the group and the players in particular, got a lot, a lot of things done in a short amount of time. Are you able to give the SENSA listeners a little bit of an insight into your opening speech or conversation with the returning players going into your pre-season? There's always the risk of um, acceptance that, yes, we've won a flag and we're not as hungry moving into a new season. So how do you make sure that the mentality is keep the hunger? Because you've got a special group with a bit of player turnover we can talk to, but you've got the potential to win another one if everything goes right. So how do you reset and start again? Humility is a really important virtue um, from my perspective as a person, as much as what sort of environment I want to be part of, Jared and, um, it's fantastic that we'll always get to revel and um, reflect on what happened in 2022, but life moves on and people care about what you're about to do next rather than what you've done in the past. So I'm a big believer in that. I know our senior management board are as well. So from that perspective, it's quite simple to to make sure all of our minds are on the, on the job about what's required to move forward. And we were a little bit disjointed at the start. Because the group who were part of the grand final squad started a little bit later to our new and uh, core group. So we had to wait a little bit before we had the chat. But um, I had really good advice from a, another coach who's coached a second-tier level footy club to a premiership. And he said he probably didn't quite nail it after the, the one they won because he tried to train them too hard to almost force through work ethic, not for anyone to get ahead of themselves. But then he said they were tired by mid-year. So it's just getting perspective of people who've been there in the past and and trusting what you believe in as a person and as a club. And I'm lucky I'm part of a club that is really high on humility and what what can be done rather than what's been done. We'll talk about some player movement in a moment, but um, one of the stories coming out of the end of 2022 was Max Michelaney, who is now um, an Adelaide Crows footballer in the AFL. He's, he's played a few games now. Um, I'm sure that speaks volumes of his resilience and his mentality and it would have been an appealing thing for the Adelaide Football Club to see how he would have handled missing out on winning that premiership. I'm sure you've got a lot of pride in how he's carried himself and to see what he's doing now. Oh, I appreciate you asking about Max Garrett because I think that's something that got slightly underestimated by 
uh, people is the max missed selection in a grand final. Now, albeit a three-game veteran of senior footy at Norwood, but his attitude and awareness of what was reality, like Seymour was probably, if it was going to be selected, and Max only got in because of Pierce not being available. And it, it just reflected the character of him and his family, the way that they dealt with it, and was so appreciative and um, yeah, gracious in what they felt Norwood offered and did for Max. I don't think we did a great deal of it. I think he was quite self-sufficient, but it was a really proud moment the other day when he was in Sydney. His dad, Jim, sent me a really nice message about them being up there to see Max launch an AFL career and thank Norwood uh, for what Norwood did for him. And then I went to the game last week, Adelaide and Richmond, and to see Max on an AFL field and look more than comfortable. It was one of those really proud moments. And he's just an outstanding young man. That's the other thing that makes it easy to want to see him succeed is just how he carries himself and how he values people and uh, the opportunity to play footy. Let's talk about some of the new faces that the Red League fans will see in 2023. Your Tasmanian influence, Jade Rawlings, is evident because you've got a handful of players who are either Tasmanian or have been around the North Launceston or Launceston area. So we're not going to discount that. But um, what I like about some of the players coming in, you've got AFL experience, VFL experience, and um, basically you've had a look all around Australia to uh, increase the squad. So tell us about some of the players that the Norwood fans can look forward to seeing. It's an interesting comment you make because every time, or every second time I introduce a player to the group, it's good. I strap yourself in, boys. You might be shocked by this, but this guy's from Tassie. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a, I had a good chat to Marty Matner about this yesterday. And I think we all, we get granted zones in South Australia and it's one of the great parts of the competition. They have a zone, you can invest in that zone. But I think we all have leverage elsewhere in the country or through friendship groups or past connections. And I think if you don't lean on that, you're missing out. So Tassie's obviously a, a place that we can tap into because Callow had the courage to move his life to South Australia in 2021, which then he blazed the trail for Donnelly and Lowe to come over 12 months later. And then that shows that Sanders and Stingle and Wright and Walker and the guys have come over this year, that, that that's it's tangible and you can improve your footy. So, that's why we went down the path we did. But, yeah, well, Luke Vogel from South Adelaide this time that we spoke to and we really followed his progress in 2022. And Jake Creswell, who is the background in Tasmania, but then Aubrey Wodonga played at South Adelaide last year. Um, he was one that, through a background, motivation of his father was able to acquire him. Ethan Haylock, who has come from Woodville. So we've got that SNFL experience and then I should touch on a number of Tassie guys, but Callum Saunders, his previous Norwood players, has been um, a real acquisition for us. And are both great fellows and got on well at Hawthorne. And Matt Ling's been an excellent recruit for us. He's a terrific person who spent time at Sydney Swans and after being delisted, had a year at Geelong's AFL and had a very successful year there and wanted to extend his footy further by coming to South Australia. So they're all the guys that are going to figure in senior footy, but a lot of under-18s have come up as well, Jerry. We've got 12 players that have come up from our 18 squad, but we don't have a set number, but we want to make sure that we're developing them at under-18 levels that are ready for senior footy. And Mock and Old did an excellent job in our under-18s last year to have those guys improve their footy and be ready for senior footy. Just before we let you go, Jade Rawlings, and we appreciate your time on SENSA. The fixture's out. You're getting ready to take on the Eagles. It, it looks pretty favourably for you. Um, one of the things to know is that you play every day of the week except Wednesday, so you really get a good look at the calendar. But are you happy with the draw? <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way until you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, I, I, 
really have minimal care on how the fixture unfolds because his composition is so fair that you play each team twice, one at home and one away, obviously the exception of the Crows. And what day you play, what time is a very semantic detail for me. So uh, that's how we prepare when the fixture comes to us. It just allows us to put a schedule in place. So uh, I, I like the fact that the Tuesday Antec Day game is part of our schedule because it means that we've been able to do something last year that puts us on a good stage. And that Antec Day, we got Easter Thursday, which will be a massive um, night for our footy club playing cert at the parade before Easter. Um, Easter, uh, sorry, King's birthday, as it's still now, the Monday down South Adelaide, another great one that was to play at another time, which should draw a good crowd. So I think we're pretty fortunate, Jared. We've been exposed to some really good time slots, which hopefully draw really big crowds at this NFL. Darren Chandler promoted yesterday, really trying to increase their Santa crowds, and I think we've all got a part to play to try and increase that. I had a really good chat last year to Jay Rantel, Premiership player who's since returned to Melbourne, and he said one of the most appealing things about playing for the Norwood Football Club is the nurturing and care that you have for your players, Jade Rawlings. So I love that, mate. You're authentic, and I think you're really good, not just for the club, but incredible for the Sandful and South Australian footy. So the longer we can keep you in the state, the better. Good luck for the Red Legs, the team throughout the league, and uh, we appreciate your time. Enjoy being back as the reigning Premiers, and we'll chat to you throughout the year. Oh, thanks for the kind words, Jared. Good to chat, mate. Jade Rawlings, our guest, the reigning premiership coach from the Norwood Football Club on SENSA. We're talking all things Sandful. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. On SENSA, it's the Sandful Show getting ready for a huge round one where this weekend you will be able to see Sturt get ready to take on Glenelg. Round one is at 2.10pm on Saturday at Wigan Oval. Uh, one of their young guns, Casey Voss, joins us on the line. Casey, thanks for your time. You're ready to go. Yeah, thanks for having me, Walsh. Yeah, yeah it's uh, all, all ready to go. All systems firing. I'm ha- happy to get through another pre-season and get into round one. When you say happy to get through another preseason, what was the preseason like? Uh, full disclosure, I was going for a bit of a jog now. I'm an old man, so jogging looks a little bit different for me nowadays in semaphore. And I saw someone that looked like he was riding in the Tour Down Under, aspiring to ride in the Tour de France, and that was Marty Matner. And I said, hey, Marty, and he was going too fast, and he didn't even acknowledge me. He was looking supremely fit. You must be feeling fit. Talk us through your preseason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably pretty similar to, to what um, a lot of other clubs, you know, plenty of running, plenty of skills, um, just refining refining the game plan towards the back end of pre-season and building up into those into the trial games. But, you know, obviously you get the, the big base of the, the running workload at the start, which is, I don't, know, I don't think anyone enjoys that part of, of pre-season. But, um, but once you sort of start into getting the game plan and uh, move into trial games, you start to enjoy it a bit more. You have a look at a, a team that you faced this weekend in the Bays where they were the, the last team you encountered. And uh, look, it hasn't been all smooth sailing over the past few times. So how do you approach a game like this weekend where every team wants to really make an impression in round one? Yeah, well, exactly right. You know, we sort of, um, it wasn't just sort of the elimination final last year, but I think they, they got us done both times last year as well. So um, it's, it's sort of just, you know, coming, bring that form that we have, um, shown in the, in the trial games and, and bringing that again in round one. Like you said, 
you know, everyone wants to start well um, at the start of the year, so we just got to make sure that um, we're just a bit sharper than them and um, we, we get to the start that we want. Can you talk about some of the, the players that have made their way into the lineup? For, for me, some of the standouts, first of all, um, Marty Frederick comes in, which is going to give you a lot of pace. But you, you have a look around some of the areas that your new players have come from. And again, it's all around Australia, which I love because it means that the, um, the talent pool is quite deep. You've got some AFL experience too. So for the Double Blues fans, who can we look forward to seeing? Uh, yes, obviously Marty Frederick's the um, the one that's obviously come from Port and provides plenty plenty of run and and, and pace um, for us. Um, Connor McFadgen's another one as well, um, who's come from Brisbane. Um, great great marker and and got good skills. Um, um, definitely someone um, that the Sturt fans can can look out for. And got a heaps of got a heaps of few Sydney boys. Um, who will probably um, get some run through through the team as well, and you know, like you said, we got I think another few from Melbourne as well. So yeah, we, we do recruit sort of from across Australia, which is which is nice to see, and they um, come into the team and, and really gelled with us and um, been playing some good footy across the trial games. Now, was it you or someone else who said something offensive to the Lukowiak brothers? Because they've all gone. They've all gone to Central. So, I mean, it's a big loss, especially for um, your young brigade. But um, it, it, is a, it is a big loss because they all, all, all have a lot of potential and um, certainly have appeared at the right times of the season last year. So I'm sure they will be missed. Yeah, well, exactly right. Like They were um, you know, an integral part of the team that did win the, the premiership for the Resis last year. Um, so losing them is obviously a big loss big loss um, considering um, you know what what they can do on the footy field um, that they're um, all very very talented footballers so um, that was a big loss for us but um, it sort of gave us a way to then go out and fight you know we need to recruit um, and we managed to, to get some good recruits in as well so um, yeah obviously big loss but you know we managed to get some recruits in hopefully to, to fill that void. You're happy with the fixture, your first matchups, you're taking on Glenelg and then the reigning premiers in Norwood followed by an encounter with our traditional rivals, Port Adelaide. I mean, there's no such thing as an easy game in the Sandfall, but um, are you guys pretty satisfied with your times and where you're playing? Yeah, I mean, you know, you've you got to play everyone at some Sort of just sort of doesn't really matter when. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're eager to get into the season. I don't really... Um, for me personally, I don't really care who we're playing. It's just, you know, I want to play footy again. So, yeah, and obviously if that's, um, if that's wins or losses, you know, it's um, hopefully wins and we can start start the season well and gives us confidence going in, into the year. You had an outstanding season last year, personally. Casey, um, West End State team, the, the medalist there representing South Australia, which was outstanding. But I wanted to understand where you see your success. You, you attempted to get um, recruited via the mid-season draft. Is this still an aspiration for yours that will continually linger? And for the people that don't know, how does this process work? Are you now officially registered for the mid-season draft every year or do you need to nominate? Um, so you need to, I'm not actually hundred percent sure, but I'm fairly sure it's, uh, you need to nominate for the previous year's drafts to be eligible for yep. the mid season draft each year. So if you just keep putting your name forward in that draft, then you'll always be, um, eligible for the mid season. Um, and you've done drafts. that? Yeah, I believe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, just obviously still have that aspiration to obviously play as, high level footy as I can um, 
and yeah, so just just keep putting my name in the pool just to just to see see if anyone sees it and um, potentially looks at me as a as a recruit. So yeah. And is that something that Marty's really supportive of? It's a reality now that we have in the Sandful, which we love, because I, I would understand that the, the coaches want the players to play football at the highest level. Obviously causes a bit of disruption to the teams, especially in the midway point of the season. But do you have to have that conversation with Marty and say, look, these are my aspirations, these are my goals? And as I said, he'd obviously support that. Yeah, I mean, Marty's um, pretty good with, with that stuff. I mean, obviously it's, it does hurt his team, but he always wants the best of his players. And if, that, if that's, you know, to play the highest level, then he's, he's not going to say um, otherwise. And I mean, he's going to let you go and, and enjoy that. So, yeah, he's, he's been pretty good with it um, in regards to that, yeah. I don't want to talk about your old man too much, mate, because I'm sure you get asked about it all the time. The, the question that I did want to ask is the support network that he has um, and some of his peers how influential has that has that been on not just the way that you play football, but also your your football intelligence and resilience? There's a lot to learn when it comes to being an elite athlete and a professional footballer, which you have, you know, you have access to some of the the most smartest brains when it comes to playing football. So, how important and crucial have they have been for you? Oh, they've been um, so. I think you've dropped out. He's just put me on hold. We're keeping this. This is the Sandful Show on SENSA where Casey Voss has put me on hold when I have asked about his father, Michael Voss. Hello. You just put me on, you just put me on hold when I asked about your dad. And I'm like, oh, did I offend him? <laughs> no, actually. I loved I it. It was beautiful. That. No, it was beautiful music. You were talking about the, uh, the influence that your support network has. It was great timing. Can you remind the question again? Yes, though? yes. We were talking about the support network that um, your old man and, and his group have provided you in your development as a footballer. Um, yeah, he's been a he's been a great support for me. Um, you know, after every game, I always and always increased my knowledge of the footy and um, always looked to see how he saw the game and um, which really really helped develop my game and, and helped me become the player that I am today. Mate, we love speaking with you. Uh, before we let you go, uh, we are here doing the Sandful Show on SENSA. Who's in charge of the music when it comes to the locker room prior to you running out? And do you have any strange kind of pre-match rituals that we need to know about? Um, sort of changes each week for us. Um, sort of different person on the uh, on the music each week. Um, there's, there's always a few. Um, a few that always um, put their hand up. I believe Josh Hone is, is always one that um, likes to put his hand up, and um, you know, it, it's always hit and miss sometimes with him. Um, uh, for me, I, um, you know, I have a few pre-game rituals. Um, nothing, you know, too too out there. Um, for me, it's just uh, you know, pass the night before. Um, and then the morning of, it's usually you know, pretty routine. You know, a little walk in the morning, um, and then just getting to the game, sort of just you know sitting by myself and and uh, mentally preparing for the game rather than you know getting out getting out and about with all the boys. So, um, so that's sort of me. Um, nothing nothing too nothing too stressful. And Casey Voss, who is one player that we need to look out for, who has the potential to light it up for the Double Blues in season twenty twenty three. Um, oh, I'd say Marty Frederick. That's an easy one. 
yeah, we're all looking forward to seeing what he can do. His electric pace as yeah. well. Well, we appreciate your time. Good luck taking on the Bays. It's a, a tough couple of games to start off with, but um, if you continue the momentum you had from last season, it's going to be a very good season for Sturt. So, Casey Voss, thanks for joining us on SENSA. Sweet. Too easy. Thanks. Casey Voss joins us, young gun from the Sturt Football Club. It has been a massive Sandful show on SENSA. Wanted to go through those games once again. Of course, you can go to sandful.com.au or have a listen to SENSA. So, as we turn our attention to the men's competition, the Sandful Host Plus League, on the 31st of March, it is Norwood taking on the Eagles at Coopers. North Adelaide playing Westies at Prospect. And on the 1st of April, South Adelaide will take on Centrals alongside Sturt and the Bays and Port Adelaide taking on Adelaide. That is the last game of the round on Saturday and that is going to be the curtain raiser to the big AFL showdown too. The Women's League is still going and they are into round six. North Adelaide taking on Centrals. The Eagles against Sturt. It's Westies against Norwood and South Adelaide taking on the Bays. That one's at Flinders University Stadium. So make sure you keep it on SENSA to have a listen. We appreciate all of your time having a listen to the Sandful Show. We will podcast this as well, and we'll be back next week. Go and support local footy. Let's go the Sandful.